Dude, you know what's crazy? What? Francesco Molinari hasn't won in two years. Two years? Two years. Wow. It's crazy how time flies. When you're having fun. Yeah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Can Do Better podcast. You are listening to episode nine of season four. We really kept you waiting, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we sure did. We we kept them waiting, Thomas. Suspense. Four months suspense. You see, at the We Can Do Better podcast uh, family, we have a high standard to uphold. You know, Daniel and I, over the last uh, four months, we've been trying to record episode nine of season four. But one way or another, we just haven't been happy with the quality that we've put out. I feel that's I feel like that's going to change today, Daniel. Yeah, I feel like th- this is the episode that we're really going to bring to the people, you know? Going to do some justice in this episode. Episode 9 of Season 4. It's going to be a big one. Listen, we're, if I'm being honest, you know, Daniel and I, we went a few months without seeing each other. Um, I said something to Daniel that he didn't like. Um, and therefore he got back to Tallahassee a few weeks ago. He was not here, you know, during January and parts of February. I was just kind of living on my own in Tallahassee, you know, doing my own thing. And then Daniel thought to himself, Hey, you know, the college basketball season, it's reaching its full swing, Florida state. They might be making another run in March. Let me head up to Tallahassee. I mean, Listen, I don't blame you, buddy. I know, you know, we weren't on speaking terms for three or four months. Right. You know, I'm sorry about what I said about your family. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad that, you know, I get a second chance that uh, even though I didn't apologize to you. Yeah, um, you didn't. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's great to see you. It's great to be back in the closet, back recording a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Back recording a podcast. Feels like the heydays, right? Feels like the heydays of uh, the fall semester. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're so excited to have such a big tournament of sports coming up. I mean, this is huge, huge. One more time. It's huge to be back in the month of March. I personally believe, and I think we've, you know, talked about this, that March is the best month of the year. It is. It's the best best month of the best month of the year. It's the spring. You have sports that are back in town. The sports are back in town. It's March Madness time. It's craziness. Last year, last year was not a good month of March. It was not a good March month. Thomas and I, a couple days ago, as we record this episode today, we had the one year anniversary of us driving back home as we were in a quarantine time right wahoon city was giving us this huge pandemic virus but you know what it's been a year we're not gonna let the terrorists win we're gonna come back with sports and a podcast america that's how we do it last year march madness was canceled this year march madness will defeat the covid19 pandemic and it will come 
to the glory that it should have been last year. Last year, the tournament was canceled. This year, Chris Harrison is canceled. Yep, yep. You hate to see it. And Chris Harrison, he's going to be joining us on the We Can Do Better podcast in our next episode. Stick around for that. Um, Listen, it's crazy how much things have changed in the last year. I mean, you talked about the pandemic starting in last March. Here we are getting our vaccines. Pretty much both of our families have been vaccinated so far. Um, You know, shout out to all the healthcare workers that have gotten us through this difficult period. Enough of that. Let's talk about March. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the month that was named after Tom Izzo. You know, obviously, when you think of March Madness, when you think of college basketball, you think of one man, Tom Izzo. Um, It's great to be back here. Listen, last year, Florida State destined for a national championship. I'm here to tell you today that this Florida State team will not get out of the first round. Wow. Really? Really? Let me tell you something, Thomas. Uh... I kind of agree with you. This Florida State team's terrible. I mean, <laughs> a little overhyped, if I'm being honest. Uh, no, but we got some faith in our Seminoles uh, this year. It, it's been a shaky year. It's been a shaky year, right? A little, ooh, dribbling the basketball. Ooh, shaky. Ooh, what's going on? Leonard? I don't know. But we're going to figure it out because Leonard Hamilton, that's what he does. He figures it out. He's a can-do guy. He's a can-do guy. I don't want to hear can't-do around the ha- Leonard Hamilton. I want to hear can-do. So... What are the Florida State Seminoles going to do? They're going to do it because they're can-do guys. Some would say that they're going to do something. Really? Would they? Well, are they going to do something? You know what? I was driving the car day with Doris, uh, and, and I think she uh, said the phrase, uh, do something, and I just had, <gasps> had, some, had some chills back to the Willie Taggart era. Every time I hear the phrase. Me too. Every me too. time. Yeah. Somebody literally snapped me like two weeks ago. I don't know what I send them, but they responded, it's time to do something. And I literally responded, please don't say that to me. Yeah. Just don't say that. Yeah. They, There's no need for that. They don't. That's that's actually what you said to me about, about my family. You were like, you know, hey, this whole pandemic is crazy. And I was like, yeah, I know. We were looking to get some vaccines. You were like, do something. I just stopped talking to you immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Don't ever say the phrase do something to anybody that ever goes to Florida State. I'll let you know that right now. They'll be very mad at you. So, uh, Florida right. State, yeah. uh, the team that they're playing in March Madness, you know, it's interesting to see because last year we had such a great team. So this year, you know, are we as good? That's the question. I think we're more young, right? We're still figuring it out. But, you know, when we're, uh, when, when, what, what seed are we, Thomas? We're fourth seed, right? The matchup that we're having against UNC Greensboro. Will, will UNC Greensboro really beat us? Listen, Daniel. In the NCAA tournament, you need one thing to win. You need veteran guards. UNC Greensboro, they have a plethora of them. A plethora of them. And they are a team that is going to beat you from beyond the arc. They might not be, you know, the best team when it comes to three-point percentage. You know, they're shooting somewhere in the low 30s. But that's, that's their whole approach. And if there's one thing that we've seen this season, the way to beat Florida State is by shooting a bunch of three-pointers. You know, you've seen Georgia Tech do it. You saw UCF do it, a team that won under 10 games this season. They ended up pretty much pretty much dominating Florida State just because they had three guys on fire. If UNC Greensboro, if they have a couple of guys get on fire against Florida State, I really think they can pull the upset. Listen, I know, you know, oh, shock factor, Thomas, oh, you said, you know, Florida State's going to lose in the first round. All right, sue me, sue me, sue me. Are they going to lose in the first round? Probably not. But, you know, 
I'm here to entertain the people and I am going to, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm putting $2,000, putting $2,000 on UNC Greensboro, final four, book it. Wow. Wow. Another team that actually uh, I have going to the final four. That's a big one. $2,000 on UNC Greensboro, final four. Thomas, you heard it here, folks. He's putting $2,000 down on it. Uh, A sneaky team that I got coming out into the final four in my bracket, as I'm sure we've all made our March Madness brackets, is Winthrop. Winthrop, the number 12 ranked team. I have them going to the final four. Overrated. Overrated, really? Yeah. Well, uh, 23 and one. Uh, that doesn't sound pretty overrated to me. So, uh, you know, they're underdogs. Everybody's looking for a Cinderella story in March Madness. Everybody's asking, who is it going to be? Last time it was Loyola Chicago, um, who I also have going to the to the Final Four in another bracket. But, and we'll get to Loyola later. But Winthrop, Winthrop, they're the real deal. Winning matters in this, okay? They're a can-do team. I think they're, I think they're going all the way in their division. And you know what? Maybe I was wrong not to pick them for the championship game. But Final Four, mark my words, Winthrop with the W's. Final Four. Thomas. You know a lot of people have been telling me recently? What? Remember the Alamo. Remember the Bulldogs, Daniel. Remember the Bulldogs. And yeah, I'm talking about the UNC Asheville Bulldogs, who on January 29th beat Winthrop 57-55 to at the Winthrop Coliseum in front of... 43 spectators in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Really? It was a where were you moment. Right. I, I know where you were. You know where I was. I know where you were on January 29th at 6 p.m. And I know where Winthrop was. They were in their home locker room devastated because they realized at that moment that they were not going to be living up to the potential that the whole nation has set up for them. They've already become America's darling, Daniel. They want to be the next Loyola, as you said, a team that you have in the Final Four. What an interesting Final Four, huh? Yeah. yeah. Loyola and Winthrop. Um, you don't have UNC Greensboro in it, so there goes your credibility. Um, but listen, Winthrop, they're a team. They have veteran guards. That's all you need in the tournament. They have just stellar defense. They have a bunch of guys who really commit on the defensive end of the ball. And you know what they say, Daniel? Defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. You know, this is the type of analysis, America, that you are getting from the We Can Do Better podcast. It is part of the reason why we're going to be starting a Patreon in the next few weeks. So you could pay for this content. Um, you're going to be able to get episodes of the We Can Do Better podcast uh, for $20 per month. Um, on our next episode, we're going to talk about why Grand Canyon is an Elite 18. Yeah, yeah, we we really are. Uh so uh, I, I hope you all really enjoy this content because we're going to be charging a lot of money for it, apparently. Just a lot. Just a lot. Probably too much. Probably, yeah, probably. I mean, God, I, I'm sorry, guys. We just, yeah. No, let's get back to the East Regional because obviously that's the region that Florida State's in. Yeah. All jokes aside, oh, remember the Alamo? You know, we got Michigan as the one seed. Right. A team led by Juwan Howard that just has a few losses this year. And, you know, what most people would say was the most deep conference in NCAA in the Big Ten. Michigan, here they are as a one seed. First matchup, you know, Texas Southern or Mount St. Mary's, that's going to be a win, obviously. Then they got an interesting one, Daniel. Yeah. Because they get the winner of LSU or St. Bonaventure, the Bonnies. And you think to yourself, which team is going to knock out the Wolverines in the round of 32? 
I think it's a toss-up. I think it's a toss-up. Now listen, is I personally I don't say that it's not LSU. It's just LS because they didn't, haven't done anything to deserve the U. Yeah. First right. off, obviously, yes. of course. Uh, second off, St. Bonaventure. Um, you know, as we know, their starting five is an incredible starting five, right? They're all juniors, so they've all been playing with each other for so long, and their senior year. So even next year, St. Bonaventure's is going to be incredible because they're all going to be seniors. So when you play with each other for that long, you're just going to be a good team. Now, the only problem with St. Bonaventure's that I have is where's their depth, right? We know that St. Bonaventure's... It's, yeah, yeah. That's the point of why St. Bonaventure's isn't going to win at all, right? That's the only thing stopping them, in my opinion, is their depth. You know, when, when you have to be able to play guys off the bench in March Madness. So, so for that reason, I think they'll beat LS because of that. Will they beat Michigan? Depends on just how hard that starting five is going to play. Probably not. Probably not. I was talking to my dad about this a few days ago. And my dad, actually, somebody who had a top 20 bracket in America in 2018, when his beloved Loyola Ramblers reached the Final Four, he told me, Tommy, my Bonnie lies over the ocean, my Bonnie lies over the sea, well, my Bonnie lies over the ocean, yeah, bring back my Bonnie to me. And in that moment, Daniel, I said to myself, LSU is going to get past the Bonnies, and they have a decent chance to make an upset over the Wolverines. You know, being a team that came within a couple points of beating Alabama in the SEC tournament championship game, I just don't think they have what it takes. Now, as for Michigan, Sweet 16, you know who they're facing. Hmm. UNC Greensboro. Oh, yeah. And that's a tough matchup to me. And I think, I truly believe that Juwan Howard's team, they're a great team. They are an incredible team defensively. They make very few mistakes on the offensive side of the ball. They're a team that you're never going to get upset at because they don't box out. You know, that's something that we see a lot with Florida State. They get the fundamentals down. But when you face a team like UNC Greensboro, a team that's just lights out from three, you know, they shoot over 40% from a three. Um, you know, some some would say the best three-point shooting team in America. I just, I just don't think Michigan has what it takes. I just don't. Really? I think that's a good point. I think it's a very good point. And you know what? Another big hit for Michigan is is Isaiah Livers going to be ready to play? You know, he's he's kind of, he's their... Uh, America's asking. He, America is. America is asking you, Jawan Howard. I'm, I'm calling you out on the We Can Do Better podcast. I know that's a little much to call somebody out on one of the largest podcasts in the world. He's a nice guy, though. Oh, he's a great guy. I love Jawan Howard. Yeah. Like, what he's done for the Heat, incredible. But how is Isaiah Livers going to play? How, how healthy is he, right? You know, uh, people talk about Michigan being one of the most uh, NBA-style teams, and nobody thought Michigan was going to be this good, but shout-out to Jawan Howard for being an incredible coach. This is his, I believe it's his first year coaching the Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Um, to t- take them to a one seed and to have them be this good is really impressive. However, that's the big question. Isaiah Livers, can you match up against St. Bonaventure like that? I'm not sure. Honestly, it's a 50-50. You flip a coin, that's who's going to make it past uh, St. Bonaventure's uh, or FSU. I don't know. We'll see. Or UNC Greensboro. I mean, the Spartans, you know, Michigan's always worried about the Michigan State Spartans. But the real Sparty in this tournament is UNC Greensboro, Wes Miller. You know, obviously, Daniel, he's pretty much reaching a decade at this post. He made the tournament in 2018. I think this is a year where he really takes the next step. 
obviously we're not gonna be able to get through the whole tournament because that would probably be a bore let's look at the bottom half of the east region while we are here um you know i know later you know we have something to get to um probably not something we should talk about on this podcast um but we have somewhere to be after we finish recording right. um yeah anyways we got number six byu versus the winner of michigan state versus ucla honestly daniel i think that either team that comes out of that play-in game ends up getting the upper hand on byu michigan state you know i talked about the spartans of unc greensboro well i think these are probably the second best spartans in the tournament that's why they named march after tom izzo you know i always go around and i tell you you know oh it's izzo um yeah it's march yeah so michigan state you know listen they started off the season six and zero. then they went through a dry spell and then late in the season they started to rely on veteran guard play, something that they hadn't really been doing earlier on in the season. Michigan State, I would not be surprised if they end up in the Sweet 16. Wow, that's big time. Yeah, I do agree. I think people are under underestimating this Michigan State team. And dare I say, dare I say we might get an Elite 8 matchup of Spartans versus Spartans. Wow, that would be big. That would be very big. Spartans on Spartan crime right there. Anyways, listen, Daniel, we got a lot to get to. We got number three, Texas, versus number 14, Abilene Christian. <laughs> I mean, it's a on. match made in heaven. It yeah. is definitely a match made in heaven. And it's a matchup that our roommate, Dora, shout out to Dora. She still hasn't gotten on the podcast. She has Abilene Christian getting past Texas. I don't see it. You don't see it. I don't see it. I know that Texas has been inconsistent at times. They're a team that, on their worst, they could probably lose to most teams in the tournament. Um, but at their best, at their best, Daniel, at their best, they're going to beat Abilene Christian by 30-plus. Really? Well, you know, uh, one thing I'll say about Texas is uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, former Texas uh, player, great hair, fantastic hair, best hair in the NBA. Uh, that's the upper hand, Thomas. When you have a man that used to play for Texas that is as great of his hair, of an afro as that, um, I don't know how he does it. I don't know what product he uses. Um, but um, I, I will say that their head coach, Thomas, their head coach, Shaka Smart, when we talk about hair, he definitely got some tips from Jared Allen. Because let me tell you this, from a man that was had a shaved head, I don't know where the hell he got all of this hair from. Where'd it come from? Where'd it come from? We were literally seeing him on TV not too long ago, and we were like, what happened here? This... This cannot be his real hair. This can't be. It looks like he has a pretty good hairline. You know, if that's something that's very strong for the Texas team too is Shaka Smart's hairline. The way that that man can grow some hair during a quarantine like this, it's probably like one of those things like, oh, you know, I'm just going to let it grow out. That's probably what it was. Be afraid of that hair. Be afraid of that hair. Don't disrespect Shaka Smart's hair. Because it'll, uh... Swing around and snap you right in the butt. You know what they always say, Daniel? Think smart, not hard. Hmm. Shock is smart. He took VCU to the Final Four. Why can't he do it at Texas? Yep. Next matchup, we get the team that is synonymous with March Madness. You know, we obviously always say that March is the month of Izzo, but it's also the month of UConn. Right. UConn, you know, when you think of some of the first tournaments that we've watched as kids, I think back to Kemba Walker at UConn in the old Big East tournament. He just dominated in the conference tournament in Madison Square Garden. He gets UConn. 
as a number six seed to the pinnacle of the sport. And then you think of somebody who LeBron James, never forget, by the way, LeBron James had as the best player in the 2014 NBA draft, Shabazz Napier. I mean, LeBron James. LeBron James, he seems to not know anything about basketball, um, but that's another story. Uh, UConn, I wouldn't be surprised if they make another March Madness run. They're obviously another team that's been heavily impacted by COVID this year. They're a team that it seems like they're getting all of their pieces back together at the right time. Hmm. Obviously, you know, they didn't excel in um, the Big East tournament this year. They got upset by the darling Georgetown team led by Patrick Ewing. But championships aren't made, you know, in the conference tournament. You know, you could lose in the first round of your conference tournament. It doesn't really matter. Conference tournament's overrated. UConn's playing Maryland, you know, a team that's probably an underrated power. I think I've already talked too much about this game. UConn's going to win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Maryland's a bit overrated, to be quite honest with you. And you know what? If any team is going to go on a crazy win, it's going to be somebody that's already done it. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But uh, everybody loves UConn. You know, everybody loves UConn. When they're in the tournament, people are low-key rooting for UConn. You know, like, you may not, you know, have so much at stake in the game, but you're going you're gonna to push for the Huskies because what they've done before, right? So I think with that being said, we can hop on to the next game on the list. Thomas, what is it? The last game, we got number two Alabama facing number 15 Iona. Rick Patino, I take them to strip clubs and casinos. Rick Patino back in the NCAA tournament, I believe he's one of two coaches, maybe he's the only coach to lead five different programs to the NCAA tournament. Watch out for Iona, Daniel. Watch out for Iona. I know they're only 12 and 5. I know that they had a 51 day COVID pause, but they are actually a very good team. And they're a team that, you know, we talk about the song Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. You know, they might be a nightmare matchup for Alabama. I have no idea why I made that reference. Yeah, yeah. That's... <coughs> Just keep it in. Just keep it in? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm keeping this in. I'm keeping it in, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard me cough. I know, I, I think that's a great part. You know, I, I can't believe, first off, that Rick Patino is back in the tournament. And furthermore, I, I think it's hilarious how many people are rooting for Rick Patino to win it all. I mean, as a 15 seed. As a 15 seed, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, screw Alabama. I mean, you already have one sport that you're super dominant in. Like, just shut up and be happy with it, right? So that's my take. Uh, if I got Iona winning it, let's. I'd be happy if Rick Pitino won a, a March Madness tournament. Just saying. As a 15 seed. Go for it. You know what? But I'd be happy, but that's not my pick. Before we wrap up this podcast, I'm going to give you who I think is going to win the tournament. Thomas, do you want to, do you want to say first? Should I go first? What are you thinking? Listen, I think I should probably go first. I have an idea of who you are going to pick. Yeah. Um, I obviously, I have UNC Greensboro going to the Final Four. Right. Listen, by the way, plus 450 against Florida State. You know I have $2,000 on that game. Um, I'm a little stressed right now, if I'm being honest. <laughs> probably a terrible decision. Probably, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, you probably shouldn't be putting $2,000 on the Spartans when they're not Michigan State or maybe any basketball game, especially as a college student. Um, yeah, I'm going through a tough time. Um, but besides that, Daniel... 
I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this. I don't know, probably not. I'm here to tell you that Loyola Chicago gets it done in the year 2021. Porter Moser is a top 10 coach in America. Cameron Crutwig, he was robbed. I know he was an AP All-Third Team player. Obviously, Cameron Crutwig, the greatest player to ever don the maroon uniforms at Loyola Chicago. I'm sorry, uh, Clayton Custer. Cameron Crutwig, Daniel, I think he is arguably a top five player in America. I think Loyola Chicago runs one of, if not the most efficient offenses in the country you know they're consistently shooting over 50 percent from the field and yes over 40 percent from three-point land they're a team that commits very few turnovers they're a team that runs a very slow paced offense that's going to give them a good chance when they're facing teams that they might be physically overmatched by i think that the ramblers have it in them i think sister jean she's still alive america 101 years old and going strong. I think this is a year that the Ramblers get it done in Indy. Dana, who do you have? Yeah, I got Cleveland State. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. Peace.